0: Okay, last week, your intro was really good. Was it? Yeah, well, because I usually struggle because I don't know how to start these things. Okay. And I'm super awkward. I'm, so I'm, this is literally my intro. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't even care. Okay. Uh, so last week, you know, I feel like I did the majority of the talking. Sure. Talking about my, uh, not experience. Is it experience? Yeah. E- experience is the right word. Um, and then I, I want to address something really quickly because I, I listened back to it and I hated myself for saying it. I was saying simple carb and complex carb, and I was saying simple carbs incorrectly. Like, I was saying simple carbs were things like bagels and stuff like that, where that is a complex carbohydrate. Simple carbs are things just like sugar, fructose. So I just want to address that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a mistake. You didn't correct me in the moment, so technically it's your fault. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. White bagel. I know, and then a whole, whole wheat, wheat bagel. That, and that's what I was— More simple, more complex. And that's what I was thinking in yeah. my head, but I didn't make that adjustment. Yeah, Anyways, I, I digress. Uh, today we wanted to kind of shift shift the table. That's not a saying, but we're going to say it anyway. Shift gears. That's a, a much better. <laughs> so this is why you do the intros. Uh, we're going to shift gears, and um, you know we're going to hear more from from Luke and Luke's sort of goals for this year. He's got a pad of paper here. He was very self-conscious that he didn't want it to ruin the video, but if you're just listening to the auto, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Obviously, Luke has trained for triathlons in the past, really just one year, yep. but um, I guess today we're going to talk about what you're doing differently this year yeah. than you have in the past. So Love let's it. start off with that. Uh, do you want to start w- with fitness? What's your fitness is going to look like differently? I don't want to ruin your mojo. I know you have things written down. Uh, yeah, let's uh, l- let's start with nutrition. Are you timing this? Yeah, <laughs> I am. It's because like, to beep five minutes. Let's go. I time everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: shoot. Yeah, okay, so let's start with nutrition because I do think for me, uh, in comparison to last year, because I'm really comparing everything to last year, right? I, ha- I now have this one-year period where from uh, August 2021 to now, I've trained consistently. Um, every week, really haven't missed a beat, and I've done three triathlons, a sprint, a half Ironman, an Olympic distance, as well as a half marathon. So I've got a whole bunch of data. I've got a really great baseline of what I did last year, what worked and what didn't work. Okay. And so the first thing uh, that I'm addressing this year uh, or that I I thought to address this year was nutrition. And I think it's the most important thing. We talk about this all the time with all the clients that we work with, right? No matter what you do from a fitness perspective, your output, your performance is always going to be limited by your nutrition. And so I think that's true. Would Would you agree with that? Yes. Totally. So, um, from a nutritional perspective, uh, one of the things that I started doing six weeks ago was tracking in my fitness pal.
0: It's been six weeks already.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and the reason why this was important for me, cause I don't, I won't track forever, but the reason why this is important for me, and I think why it's going to be important for the majority of endurance athletes that are out there, at least that are kind of getting started that are in the same position as me is we're under, we're under fueling and they are under fueling, right? I mean, if you think about an Ironman or a half Ironman or even a marathon, and think about all the training that goes into that, um, plus all the other things that we typically do in a day, uh, we're we're usually under fueling, or just the consistency of nutrition and timing and carb loading, all that stuff. It just—it's just not there in the way that it needs to be. So that was the number one thing that I wanted to address. That started off by tracking. So I said, "Hey, um, I think I—I think I." was probably about 170 pounds, if not less than that, mm-hmm. after the the, uh, the Owen Sound um, Olympic distance triathlon. And just so people know, is that heavy or light for you? That's really light. That's really light. I think if I wasn't being mindful of nutrition, I wasn't doing endurance training, I'd probably be 175. And I think if I was being mindful of nutrition and training consistently, I'd probably be around 180. So it's like 10 pounds under so that's that's a significant amount of weight loss which was never intended so ultimately i was able to train you know injury free i had some you know major issues actually on the run of both of all three of my triathlons which which was cramping um which you know to me could be an indicator that i was under fueling not having enough sodium not having enough water did you cramp during your half marathon no okay no I just, yeah, I think, I think I w- at, at that point I was maybe starting to be more mindful yeah. of fueling, but, um, also I think it's just the demands of, of that like three plus hour mark mm-hmm. when I'm doing those, those bigger endurance events, um, or like just outputting at that higher output with like a swim and a bike and then going to a run. So you started tracking. Yep. What did tracking show you? Oh, tracking just showed me that I was, you know, I was under eating significantly yeah. because all of a sudden it hit, you know, 3000 to 3300 cows. It was like, this is a mission. do this and my plate sizes were bigger the amount of food that i was eating was bigger how i was feeling was was way
0: different i was like i am i was missing a lot are you gonna talk about fuel last year are you gonna talk about the like macros too yeah i was just gonna say because is is this what you're yeah like because i always gave you a hard time
1: right okay so when i started (laughs) all right so i am generally someone in the past I mean, actually probably to this day, although my, my, my mindset has switched around this, it just, I tend to eat higher fat, right? Like that's, I eat high quality fats, guys, like avocados, olive oil, um, nuts, seeds, you know, high quality fats, but I tend to just be higher fat, lower carbohydrate, but you're not doing just like, you're not doing keto. No, no, you're no, still no. pretty like, you're still high, carb. moderate carbs. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. probably around 200 grams. Yeah. Right. Um, higher fat and then, and then high protein, like a a pound, a gram of protein, probably per pound of body weight is probably where I was at. And actually, I think for a lot of people that can actually be really good if, if you're not an endurance athlete, because it can really help you, you know, regulate blood sugar, stay full. Um, evidently, right? Like I was never really hungry. I always felt really satisfied uh so satiated so stay so yeah exactly See, it's a hard one to say <laughs> yeah is uh, it satiated anyways i was gonna call. say satiated but satiated, satiated i think yeah. is the right one yeah. so yeah so uh, one big thing actually that i've uh, i've switched uh this year is actually just working with a company called Fuelin, um just a uh performance endurance uh nutrition uh and it's been amazing uh so you know, along with tracking my macronutrients, I'm also going to be thinking about improving nutrient timing, Um, specifically, you know, before, after, during workouts, I'm going to be a lot more mindful of like actually weighing myself this year. I didn't weigh myself once last year. That's not good because you you don't have to weigh yourself every day. It's just that you, otherwise you don't really know. I could have been like, Oh, I'm losing weight here. Like that's probably not good. So I, the, the scale could have kept me accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, and we do in body scans too. And that will give me a measure of body fat and, you know, muscle mass that that can keep me even more accountable because it can tell me what's going on in that number. But, um, yeah, so nutrient timing is going to be huge for me this year. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more like gut training. So, um, I think I probably took in like 40 to 45 grams of carbohydrates per hour for my Ironman, uh, half Ironman, and I will get it as high as I can. Yeah. So, you know, that's,
0: that's crazy. I like, I had more. Yes. In a, yeah, yeah, you did like
1: 80 or 85. And so I think there's probably an optimal number out there. Like I saw 70 grams per hour the other day for marathons. Um, but I think what it is ultimately is that everyone has a different absorption rate. Yeah. And so, you know, I think what I do know from conversations is that there are probably elite level athletes that are taking 120 grams per hour for another person that might not work. And so for me, what it will be is over the next eight months leading up to Mount Tromble on June 25th, I will be doing um, gut training. So actively looking to increase the amount of carbs I'm taking in in a session on like my long kind of brick sessions. Um, and getting that as high as I can and finding the foods that allow me to feel really good, like from a gut perspective. I'll be doing the same thing with water intake. So tracking and measuring how much water I'm losing to make sure that I'm drinking the right amount. And then eventually doing the same thing with sweat, figuring out how much I'm sweating, how much sodium I'm losing, um, and, uh, and and making sure that I'm replenishing that well. So there's going to be a lot more precision to the actual nutrition um, aspect of, of my training, which... Ultimately, I think we'll have the, the greatest effect. Out of all the things that I'm changing, I think nutrition is going to probably be the thing that drives me forward the most.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but like, I think your your diet has always been really clean, but obviously you've kind of under-eated. Eated, eaten. Eight, wow. under eight, under under eaten, Eaten? Wow. Under-eaten? Under-eaten? <laughs> one of those. We're not professionals. We're average. <laughs> <Anywho>. <laughs> Listen, we're just along yeah. the journey with you. Um, but, uh, no, what I was going to say, those, the one thing you probably haven't really paid attention to is like the whole nutrient timing side of things. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be pretty excited to see how, what, a, what effect that has.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I am very excited. And it's funny because in my mind last year, I felt like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, paying attention to this. Cause I think there was some things I did well. I was doing intra workout carbs. I was kind of training my gut. I was, you know, training these brick workouts as if they were my workouts, but yeah, there's just so many things that I was yeah. missing. And I mean, so as an example, this morning I had a swim, right? And today's a high carb. It's a carb load day today for, for me. So 500 grams of carbs is what I have to intake. Oh, shit. That's a lot. Yeah. And so I, I check my fuel and it says I have to have a, a high carb snack before my swim. My swim's at six. I'm like, Sh- so I have to have hundred grams of carbohydrates before this swim. I'm like, man, I don't even know if I can do that. So I wake up at, you know, 450. I take in hundred grams of carbs. So I have like a half of, um, uh, half scoop of oatmeal with a tablespoon of jam, a tablespoon of, of maple syrup. Okay. <laughs> and then a one and so a, good. one and a half buns, uh, one and a half cinnamon roll buns. Yeah. okay, With a little bit of butter. Um, so pr- really low protein, low fat, just high carb. Cause I'm just trying to get those carbs in and I'll have the protein and fat spread throughout the day, but I didn't want to have any issues with digestion. It was like 45 minutes out. So it was like hundred percent carb and trying to make it, it's not as simple. It's not like I just, you know, drank juice kind of thing, but, um, I felt amazing. I felt amazing. And so what I'm learning through this process is like, I think I was afraid to eat. I did so many sessions fasted Mm -hmm. last year thinking like, oh, well, it's just like I have to do this early morning session. Um, I'm going to avoid eating. Now what I'm starting to realize is I have to eat the right things, obviously, and at the right times. But I'm never shying away from eating. In fact, one thing I am actively avoiding this year is fasted sessions. Because fasting sessions can be good from like a health perspective. But when we're thinking performance, it's like if I can have food in, if I can have carbs, if I can have sustenance in my body to fuel this workout, I'm going to have a higher level performance. And so that's what I'm thinking about every time this every session is like every session can improve me a little bit. So I'm making sure that every session I go into, you know, I have the right amount of sleep as much as I can control. And I'm, and I'm definitely having the right fueling, hydration, sodium intake, et cetera, um, to make sure that I get the most out of that.
0: Yeah. And I, you said something else. I just really quickly want to clarify as well. Like this is from a performance standpoint yes. and that's why, you know, we own a gym called movement strength. We have another podcast called the movement podcast. You know, that's more like general health and fitness. Um, when we talk about, you know, nutrient timing, um, even like weighing yourself every day, that isn't something that we would ever really recommend to the average Joe. But, like, if you have a specific performance goal, this is where it's kind of can come um, can come in handy, can be handy, right? So, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm weighing myself every day. Yeah, me too. And it's uh, it's cool to see, too. Like, I'm, I'm down two pounds. Yeah. And not that weight loss is not the goal. That's the no. thing is that it, that's literally just a way to tell me, similar to what you're saying, Are we, like, am I in a surplus? I'm, am I in maintenance? i Am I in a deficit? Yeah yeah and
1: then just to kind of spin off that and this is kind of off topic but since you brought it up it's just like when we think about working with people initially um we actually do if if it's appropriate for the person unless it's not maybe because there's some sort of psychological thing in the past like the weighing. we'll actually have them weigh themselves daily initially and the reason for it is because a lot of times when we see daily fluctuations it's not in body fat loss or a muscle gain yeah that stuff takes a long time to happen i think people think that that stuff happens overnight but it doesn't the fluctuations that we normally see are, you know, water intake yeah. or water loss. And so, um, you know, for females it can even just fluctuate greatly just around, um, you know, menstrual cycles. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of the initial insight, but then over time it's like, you probably don't need to weigh yourself daily, but having like a weekly weigh-in can be, you know, can just hold you accountable to where, to where
0: you're at. I don't want us to rush. Cause I know you're looking at your page now, like oh, no, okay. me and me and like I have, uh, me and Luke had every intention of going over nutrition, fitness, accountability and lifestyle. I don't want to rush them and get you to blow through them because I think there's going to be a lot of value in us digging in a little bit deeper on them. So like, sadly we will have to record another podcast, which is okay. okay. So with the time that we do have left, do we want to jam a little bit more on nutrition stuff or timing stuff or things that you're doing differently?
1: I want to say, let's move on just because I don't have anything on the top of my mind. I feel like we've done a good job at, Unless you have specific questions, actually.
0: No, I was going to say then what we could do is why don't we do like nutrition and a smaller one and then we'll do fitness because that's probably going to be the big one. Yeah. So out of the other three, what would you say is that?
1: I think, well, I think just what works well um, is just the lifestyle piece. And so yeah. I think it's like nutrition and then we can kind of talk about sleep. Sleep's a fairly easy one to talk about. Um, but, but for you, well, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's easy to talk
0: about. Um, it didn't say it's simple. I said, it's easy to talk about. What are you doing differently with sleep? Just sleeping more. Cause I'm, I'll be honest. I feel like your sleep is always like dialed in. Okay. Like so you go to bed at 6 PM. You wake up at 4 AM. You write a few books. <laughs> do, okay. Do a few miles. I,
1: so here's the number one thing that we typically recommend, um, for people to improve their sleep quality is sleep consistency um, in that you go to bed at the same time every night and you wake up at the same time every morning. So that's something that I've always, you know, been very rigid around um, and kind of held dear. And it just works. It just really does work with our family. I think, you know, Brooke and I hold very similar values that just, it suits our lifestyle. And and because we've always been that, uh, been that way, our kids follow suit, right? Like Scarlett and Summer, they, you know they're typically in bed by seven seven thirty, and their sun goes off in the morning at at six fifteen, um, and they sometimes get up a little bit earlier, and they're sometimes, well, frequently up in the middle of the night, um, especially right now. But, uh, yeah, so it's just sleep consistency is number one. So in the past, like in the past year, sleep consistency was was good in that like I would go to bed at nine thirty maybe ten, um, but and sleep consistency in the morning was good. Like I would wake up. At some points last year, 345, 435, the, the, so that was in place. So I think there was a level of like quality that was there, right? Knowing that it's the number one thing we recommend. It's the number one thing we recommend because it syncs up your circadian rhythms. A lot of times people will sleep a lot, but they sleep all over the place. And so they never really wake up feeling good or their body's kind of always like, what's going on? But I was getting, you know, between five and six hours of sleep. And it's you're just you're really enough. focused on
0: trying to wake up too early. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and here's the thing. I, I, uh, actually, I, I heard someone say this and I firmly agree with it, um, on a recent podcast that I've listened to, which is like, they look at life as like chapters. Um, someone else defined it as something different, a different word really, but it's just like, there are phases in life. There are chapters in life where, um, you know, I'm going to be focusing on different things. Right. And so what I actually really like about getting up early in the morning, 3.45, 4, 4.30, is that no one is awake at that time. The kids are typically sleeping, and they're not going to be up until, even if they wake up early, like 6, 5.45. So I've got, you know, an hour and a half to two hours where the world is asleep. And so I can really have, like, ultimate focus, dedicated work. You know me, I don't work well. <laughs> When I'm distracted. And actually, I think the majority of people, although they might say they work well when they're distracted, actually don't. If you get distracted from a task, it takes a long time to get back on a task um, to the level of focus that you had before. So um, I think there will be phases in my life in the future where maybe when we're pushing big projects, whatever that might be, personal business, where I may go through a different phase and wake up a little bit earlier because I know that time in the morning will allow me to push that project faster with more focus, with more clarity, what have you. But right now, um, for me, it's just like this, I'm recharging my battery, I'm in a maintenance phase and training, which I'll talk more about on the next podcast. And so it's really about getting more sleep, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to aim for an hour and a half to two hours more, like on the top end, getting about seven and a half hours of sleep and still, and even more so honing in the sleep consistency to hold myself accountable to getting that much sleep. So, so what time? Okay, so you go to bed at what time, ideally? Uh, ideally, I'm in bed at 9.30. So lights are off. I am in bed 9.30, and then I'll have like a, a, like a salt lamp on, which is like a pretty dim light, and I'll read for like 10 minutes.
0: Okay, and then you wake up at what time?
1: Right now, my alarm goes off 99% of the time at 5.30 a.m.
0: Okay, so, but, and this is like, Ryan holiday talks about this whole idea of more often than not. So more often than not, your alarm is set for five 30. Yes. Said? But days like today, you had an early swim. You're up at four 50, Yeah. Yeah. So that's not all the time, but like yep. more often than not, more often than not. Okay. Yeah. It's Cons- um, consistent as possible. Okay. Then last, uh, last bit on, Oh, was there more on lifestyle stuff? <laughs> this is why I, I said man, we had to, <laughs> this is all I wrote sleep. Okay. And then
1: my notes was more, <laughs> <laughs> My notes were more.
0: Because uh, I was just gonna say, like, w- with sleep though, you kind of mentioned turning your lights off at nine thirty. Is there anything else, any sort of like nighttime routine that you have? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, good question. So, and then it's like, and then we'll shut it down. Well, I don't want to. shut it. This is the problem, man. So many. Because I want to ask
1: nighttime. But I uh, want to ask uh-huh. morning. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'll quickly go through it. So, seven p.m. Uh, six forty-five p.m. is when we're kind of starting to wind down the girls. So what happens at our house is. By that point, the kitchen is clean, completely clean. By the way, I think this is absolutely necessary, that your kitchen is like immaculate and reset for the next day. Um, I think that's a very, very, like it's like it's it's perfection in there. It's shining, okay? Um, and it's ready to be tackled in the morning. So kitchen is clean. Uh, blinds are drawn pretty much everywhere in the house. Uh, all overhead lights are off.
0: At 6.45.
1: Yeah, okay, 6.45 p.m. So all overhead lights are off. So we're like really, sh- we're, 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 we're getting our, you know, we're getting ourselves ready to wind down, especially the girls. And, uh, and then, you know, we get them ready for bed and then we kind of start to, uh, you know, wind down. So it's just like, we know we might sit, chit chat might, you know, throw something on Netflix. We might have some projects that we're working on that are more business related. So that's kind of like not super consistent. It's just whatever is going on. We'll be on a call. Um, but then by nine, I'm starting to kind of shut things down. And so 9 p.m., 9, 10 PM, uh, TV's off for sure by that point. Um, just doing like the final touches in terms of like prepping the house for the next day. And then, you know, transitioning to the bedroom. And then for me, what it will, what it will be is, uh, you know, get the, all the bed covers off, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go into, and I'll always take a warm shower. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'll do a warm shower. And I'm actually not doing a cold shower in the morning anymore. Um, I just finish with cold after the warm shower. So the, so the idea beh- behind the warm shower is when we sleep, okay, our, our body temperature drops. So what, what you would think then is like, well, I want to so get myself cold so that I sleep faster. But actually, homeostasis works against us. So if we go into a cold shower or a cold bath at night, your body temperature drops, but then homeostasis wants to bring you back to, to core, and it will overshoot you. Mm. Versus if you go into a hot shower, it will start to raise your temperature. Homeostasis will bring you down. But I don't like getting into bed after, like, a warm shower. So I'll just I'll turn the water to cold for, like, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Then so, you're done. So, yeah. So then when I'm getting out of the shower, I'm not feeling, like, sweaty. So you don't do cold shower in the morning anymore? No. Oh, see? All at phases and chapters. So I will then just brush my teeth. And then pretty much by that point, lights are off in the bedroom. I'm getting into bed. The side lamp is on. And then I'm going to read for, you know, 10 minutes. Okay, well, that's I'll, that's I'll, the nighttime
0: routine. I'm just going to ask a question that everyone's wondering. Do you brush your teeth in the shower? No. Have you ever? Yeah, game changer. It's the best, man. You get like <laughs> I'm so aggressive when I brush my teeth in the shower. It's, it's everywhere. My whole body's all fresh and
1: <laughs> so the, okay. Actually, the reason why I don't like to brush my teeth in the shower, um, and I save it after, is uh, we don't have a we don't have a window in our our, our shower, our, ba- our bathroom, uh, in our bedroom. And so, what I actually want is the steam to be gone. So I'll uh. so I yeah I'll flip on the fan, fire before I get into the shower. I'll leave the fan on, I'll brush my teeth, I'll make sure the door's open and in that way, I don't have, we don't have a timed fan. That would be the ultimate solution here is you just have a 10 minute timer but I don't want that fan to go on all night, so. Okay. uh, Last thing. Morning routine. Bedroom is dark as a cave. Okay. Blinds are drawn, Blackout, blackout blinds on top of the blinds. Towels. This is Fort Knox, man. Towels on top of the blackout blinds. Towels? Yeah, yeah. So that no light goes straight up.
0: This is, re- okay, so this is, I just, I, I have to say, at first I wasn't sure about this whole, like, average professional's <laughs> title. It's now turned into average professional. <laughs> that is 100% what this is. When I explain mine, it's going to be like, ah, you know, sometimes I go to bed, sometimes I don't. <laughs> it's so different, which prof- is great.
1: Professional at heart. Uh, average professional. Yeah, exactly. There should that be is, a, a hashtag, or yes. not a hashtag, a slash. Uh, and then um, we we started this with the girls because they have a noise machine, and I got two because Summer was initially sleeping in our room before we transitioned her into Scarlett's room. Yeah, with the sleep consultant. And by the way, if you're having troubles with uh, your kids sleeping, I have an amazing sleep consultant that I can recommend or refer. Just let me know if you uh, if you need her uh, her contact. Yeah, but we're gonna need. Well, I'm gonna need that contact. Yeah, she's <laughs> incredible. Um, best investment I've ever made. Changed my life. Changed our girls' lives, and will pay dividends. Um, forever for them, right? Like they will be better sleepers for their entire lives because of it. Um, and so will we. And, uh, um, when we moved somewhere into Scarlett's room, we just kept the noise machine. Damn right, man. Yeah. So we have a noise machine. Oh, we have one too. It's going the best. off. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited. That's pretty much it. I'm excited. <laughs> we keep our kitchen back. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes we don't clean the kitchen for years. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> that thing, that puppy is like, it's like, it's
0: a burden. It needs to be, it needs to be reset. Yeah, dude. Average professional. It's, <laughs> it's, it really is perfect now. It really is perfect. Uh, um, okay. Well, <clears throat> look at that. Said we'll have to be done by a certain time. We're three minutes past <laughs> that time. That's okay. I message my my peeps. Um, I mean, I can. Okay. So I next say, time, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, more. Next time, yeah. We're gonna chat. Um, we'll we'll co- we'll go over morning routine then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yep. then That's we'll do uh, fitness and accountability. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't want us to rush it because like no, it's okay. th- I, I thought anyways that this is really good. Cool. Like okay. I gained value. I hope
1: you guys got value from this. Yeah.
0: If they didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Good. Yeah, this you, average you, guy over here. You have here, some takeaways. <laughs> oh, so many. You have some takeaways. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, I'll talk about training. And then the other thing I wrote down in just case I forget is I want to have the idea of multiple races like an A, B and a C race and having different levels of priority because that's
0: never something I've actually thought about. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. I'm happy you went first. I'm just gonna copy yours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna memorize this whole podcast and be like, "Ah, so I." That uh, sounds a lot like this podcast. I put towels on the. (laughs) (laughs) You can search some new methods and kind of blow me away. I'm just gonna make shit up for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? No, no. I think we got it. Okay, sweet man. That was great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your time.